0: Oh, hey, kiddo. How was the hell? Educational. Oh, learn a new trick? Yeah, the trick to a happy, fulfilling life, maybe. I learned that mountain air unleashes my inner peace. And rip and pow while well, the whole crew's all, <laughs> you induces spontaneous joy. Okay, uh, that's nice. The Icon Pass lets you do you at 50 destinations worldwide from 249 Adult. Drop in for next winter now and save at IconPass.com. <laughs>
1: Thank you right now for joining us once again at Destiny Talk. And today we're going to be focusing on I shall live and not die. And today we're going to be focusing on the fact that we have to have faith even when faith looks like it's not working, even when things look like they're dead, they're just not going to get better, the surroundings, everything is telling us one story, but our spirit man is telling us another. So today we're going to talk about how to sustain in those times and how to stay focused on the Word of God because that is what we need in that time of um, when things are going on in our lives because we have to walk by faith and not by what we see. And God constantly lets us know that as we go throughout our daily lives that he's focusing on the spiritual and not the natural. He's focusing on what his word says should happen and not what our emotions tell us is happening. So as we walk by faith, which is the only way that you can walk by faith, Is by reading the word of God The only way that you can walk by faith Is meditating on the presence of God You have to have daily communion with God In order to grow by faith You have to be able to cast out fear Doubt, depression And and negative words that may come To discourage you Because we know in Hebrews 11 It lets us know that um, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So, without faith, the situation can 't change. Without faith you 'll always look at the flesh. And not the spirit man So before we get started let's go into prayer Father we thank you right now O God We thank you God for helping us to walk By faith through your word We thank you God that you said In Hebrews you would never leave us Nor would you forsake us God You said O God that our faith comes By our hearing and our hearing By the word of God Father we ask right now that you give us wisdom And understanding of your word Lord God Father that you would just begin to pour understanding Understanding and knowledge into us That we may know that We can defeat whatever is going On in our lives that the death Of Jesus was not in vain But that he covered everything Every aspect that we Would be facing in our lives God Father we ask right now Oh God that you open us up for revelation For a word from you Today God that you may instruct us Father we know that you would not Withhold any good thing from Us God so we know that whatever Ever is going on in your in our lives, God, that truly there is an upside to the situation, truly there is an answer in your word. For this situation So God we open ourselves up To hear your word today We open ourselves up To receive what you have to say Father we open ourselves up For revelation Because without revelation God we have no understanding We have nothing to hold on to So God we need Something to hold on to, and that would be your word. That would be you speaking a word to us today. So, Father, we thank you that we're not anxious for anything, God, but with prayer and supplication. Father, we're going to let it be known to you what's going on in our lives, and we're going to patiently wait for you to answer, God. We're going to patiently wait, God, to hear what you have to say and not jump to our own conclusions, oh, God. We're going to wait and be of good courage, God, because you we know, God, that you're going to strengthen our heart. We know, God, that you're going to answer us. It may not be the same day, but we know you're coming. We thank you right now, God, and we give your name all the praise. And all the glory in Jesus name Amen So we go before God today With everything that's going on in our lives And we know we have a mental note Of everything that's going on He already knew it before it happened but yet we still have you know, in our minds everything that's going on that's negative, and we're wondering, where is God? Why isn't he answering? Why didn't I have my word? You know, I'm praying and I can't hear. I'm praying and I can't see anything. Where are you, God? This is so common when we're stressed, when we're under pressure. It's hard to hear what God is saying to us. So today he wants us to know, About the death of Lazarus and how he can take that situation and turn it around towards the word of God and see him work a mighty work in your life. Even today, he can do it through revelation, and once you get your word and you get excited about that word, you cannot let that word die, because if you let it die, then the vision dies, then the healing dies, then the restoration dies, so you are the one that has to keep it going, you are the one that has to keep reading, has to keep praying. Once the word has come to you, once your revelation has come to you, you have to stay focused. Not the people around you, not anything else, but you. You have to stay in that word and say, God, you promised. God, you're going to do it. I know you are God. I know it looks bad, but I I, I know you got me, God. So once you stay focused, then God can begin to move. He's not worried about your environment, your surroundings, or your people that you associate with. He's concerned about your soul. So as we go into the death of Lazarus, it says in um, in verse 4, and we're in John 11, when he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Since so Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. So it's like sometimes when we pray, and we're saying, "God, I know you hear me. God, this is a very serious situation. By tomorrow, by today, by whatever, I need an answer from you right now, God, because this is this is very serious." And God is He's answering us, but there's a, a blockage somewhere. There's something going on in us that we're not listening to Him, or we're not. Um, uh, comprehending what he's saying If we go back to verse 3 It said the Lord The one you loved is sick So they acknowledge the fact that This is someone that you love Jesus So when we go to him it, we He loves us So it's the same thing being said Jesus this is someone that you love That's crying out to you Because he died for us And he loves us So this is someone God that's calling out to you That, that you love. And he's like, okay, I'm listening. I know what's going on. Even before it happened, I already knew what was going on. But he says this situation is not unto or not for death. This situation is so that God could be glorified. And if we look at our situations in that way, Instead of in the bad way We're going to come out of it victorious But when we're fighting in our mind The negativities When our heart is constantly crying We don't understand We're creating a wall That's going to have to be removed Because the more your mind and your voice Say I don't understand I can't hear from God Those are not positive words That's feeding into your spirit man Those are words that's fighting Against your spirit man So when you say I don't understand I can't I can't hear you, I can't see you're not answering me. Where are you? Those are all negative feeding words, so we have to stop with those words and we have to repeat what Jesus said. This sickness is will not end in death. So, if you say to yourself, This situation is not going to take me out, even though it looks like it's going to take you out, your words will be the difference in the situation. This situation is not going to take me out no devil you are not going to come in this situation and take control because i am going to control what i say how i think and who's around me during this time that i may have victory in my life and once you begin to speak like that Victory can come a lot quicker But when we're fighting against the word of God with our negativity Then it, it prolongs what God really wants to do in our lives So then Jesus acknowledges what's going on And he begins to talk to his disciples about it And letting them know what's going on And then they replied to Jesus They said well if he's sleeping We go to um, verse 12 And it says, the disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. And Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So we began to read the word of God, and maybe we don't get a clear understanding of what God is saying to us. We need to continue to read and break it down and study until we fully understand when he means sleep, what does he mean? You know, ask the Holy Spirit that question. What does Jesus mean when he says this? So when you finish studying or you finish praying, you have a clear understanding of where you're going because you don't want to have lack of knowledge in a situation that's very, very serious. And Jesus had to begin to explain to them in verse 14, he said, No, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. So Jesus already knew everything that was going on because he is who he is. And he's saying to us, even though you feel like I don't know, even though you feel like I'm not listening sometimes or you feel like I may not even have an answer for you, I knew what was going to happen before you did. I know your destiny. I am the one that programmed it. I'm the one that manufactured it. I am who I am. And we're we're not understanding that because we're not Communicating with the word of God We're not communicating with the Holy Spirit We're not speaking life Into our situations So Jesus goes on And then um, in 16 Thomas says Let us go that we may Die with him Now how many people around you at first they believe Everything oh I'm so sorry you lost your job Oh I'm so sorry that you're sick With with a sickness and disease I'm so sorry and they're there supporting you And they they're quoting scriptures with you But then there comes a time when they just they lose that doubt, they lose that hope, and they come around you and they start, you know, well, maybe you need to do this and maybe it's better if you do that, you know, and now they're they're draining your spirit of that Word. So now it's time to cut all that off and begin to focus on the Word. And if a person is not feeding you in the Word of God and not believing in what you're about to do, then they have to go because you need to be around those who are going to encourage what God is saying in your life And you have to be able to encourage yourself in life You can't just encourage yourself with 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 just having people around you You have to be able when you close those doors And there's no one there but you You have to be able to encourage yourself So then we go on and it says Jesus arrived And then uh, in 21 it says Martha said If you had been here my brother would not have died But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. So even though she felt a little bit negative, even though she felt a little downhearted and a little discouraged, she still said to herself, but yet I know that God will give you what you ask him for. And the same thing goes with us. No matter what, he will give us what we ask for. We just have to sit down and take time out with him. We have to sit down and say, God, speak to me. I'm not moving until you speak, Lord, because I need to hear from you. I believe. And Jesus said, whatever you ask will be given to you. And Jesus said, your brother will rise again. Jesus kept his focus on the word of God. He kept his focus in the spirit realm. We cannot dwell in the flesh. Because we are spiritual beings So whenever things happen to us We have to stay focused in the spirit realm Because that's where our strength is That's where our answer is That's where we need to live So even though it looked bad We have to speak to the situation We have to believe in what the word of God says So whatever you're going through in life Whatever is you're facing that giant that looks so big to you, and you feel like all you have is a slingshot, do you not understand that all it took was a slingshot for David? All it took was for him to speak it first, and then he did it. So once we speak it, then we execute it. But you've got to build the faith within you in order for it to happen. Because if you ever say, oh, I believe God, I believe God, and then when you do it, it doesn't work, and you've been pumping yourself up and pumping yourself up, that because you were pumping up your, your flesh and you weren't building on your spirit, man, which is the word of God. Because when you do things in Christ, there is a peace that comes over you that no matter how bad it looks, when you do it, you know the outcome before you even get there. You know, when you're going into a meeting or you're going to speak to someone and you're praying ahead of time, there should be this peace that comes over you. The fear is going to be there. That's your flesh. But there should be a spiritual peace that God will give you because you've trusted him in the spirit realm with the word of God. And you begin to build on that. And God will work with you. And now you're working with him because he will continue to show you that you can trust him he will continue to show you that he's walking with us he's there all we have to do is believe he's there all we have to do is read the word of god your faith is built by the word of god you can pray, 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 and, and release it to God and tell him it's his, but you've got to have scripture when you go down in prayer because you have to understand who am I worshiping, who am I praying to, who am I even talking to. So without the word of God, you, you're just talking because you're not understanding who the person you're talking to. But once you begin to read the word of God, you understand that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. You understand that faith cometh by hearing. You understand that you have to have faith. You, you Once you understand that, when you go down in prayer... You already know, God, I know you you know what's going on. I know, God, that you already have an answer for what's going on. God, I'm coming to you to find out your answer. I'm coming to you, God, to find out how you are going to solve this problem. Because I have a giant in front of me, God, and I have a weapon that's in my hand. And I know that you put the weapon in my hand and I'm looking at this weapon, now, God, with the power of the Holy Ghost, I stand and I believe that this giant will die today. This giant that I see today will not be here anymore because I'm standing on the Word of God, because I'm standing on what you told me you would do, which is fight my battles, because the battle is not mine, God, so I'm not fighting this, but I'm releasing this battle over to you. And we will begin to see life in that battle. We will begin to see God saying that I am here with you. And you will begin to see God that my word, God will tell you that my word stands no matter what. Stand up to the giant. Don't run away from the giant. Don't, don't think that out of sight, out of mind is going to work and acting like it doesn't exist is going to work. Face the giant and God will fight the battle and win the battle for you. So when you begin to look at these things and and God begins to tell you, like he told her, your brother will rise again. And God is telling you this situation, you're not going to die in this situation. And God is telling you the situation is not going to overtake you. The situation is not going to defeat you. And you're saying to God, have you not seen the situation that I'm in, God? Have you not heard the words that's being said? Have you not listened to what the doctor report said, God? How can you send me a word that says I will rise again or the enemy is defeated? You get that understanding and that peace from the word of God. Because once you know your Lord and Savior, when he speaks a word to you, Like you will not be defeated And you say God give me another sentence Give me like a little paragraph or something So I can understand what you're saying And that's all he says to you You will not be defeated And you're looking for more answers than that. Well, the rest of the information is found in the word of God. The rest of the revelation is in the word of God. Because as you begin to look at Joshua, as you begin to look at David, and you begin to see how God fought their battles for them, how God always was right there for them, then you say to yourself, oh, God, you did it for David, surely. You're going to do it for me because we stand on the same word. So now defeat is not an option. Defeat is not who you are anymore. Stand up to the giant and you shall live and not die. By faith, by the word of God, healing, deliverance, restoration is yours. All you have to do is believe. Then Martha goes on to say to Jesus, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Now she's saying, I understand, Jesus. I I understand that I'm going to see him again and we're going to celebrate. But Jesus, right now, (laughs) right now he's dead, Jesus. So what you're saying to me is an encouraging word because he's dead. So, yep, I'm going to see him In the resurrection And I'm looking forward to that But right now I'm hurting Because you should have been here If you were here None of this would have happened And we we look at situations And we say God how could this have happened to me Where were you I prayed before I went to the meeting I prayed before I went to the doctor for healing I rebuked the devil I anointed that letter he gave me Um, I've done everything that I could do before the meeting, and still it didn't come out to my favor. Where are you, God? And he's saying, build yourself up in my word, that peace will come to you. Build yourself in my word, that your faith will be overcome. Because when you have that strength from God, you know, you will stand there and decree what's going to happen When you go to the doctor's office or when you go to a meeting, you will touch that door and say, giant, right now I rebuke you in the name of Jesus and I cast you out of my blood system. I cast you out of my situation. I cast you out now in the name of Jesus and you will move forward in God and you will say, God, take over. Holy Spirit, speak to me that when I go in here, you will give me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of what to say. Even if I hear what the doctors say to me that doesn't agree with my spirit, Father, in the name of Jesus, give me wisdom that I may know how to defeat whatever is going on in my body. And your giant decreases because now the word of God has been increased. So Jesus says to her in 25, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? There is once again the building of the word of God. You know, he's letting her know what you're saying is true, but you're looking at the resurrection and the life. So therefore, when you believe on the word of God, what you've just spoken Will come Because that's who he is The word of God So believing brings about receiving Speaking it brings about that mountain being moved So he's like I am That's who I am So what you're saying to me I am that person So when you go to God And and God I need healing And he says to you I'm that one God I need restoration I am God, I need a financial blessing. I am. Hallelujah. Everything that you need, he's saying to you, I am. Lord, I need. And he's looking, I am. He's saying, but I need you to build your faith. I need you to have faith. That when you speak it and it looks like it's not coming to pass, you still stand on what you've spoken. Not what you see So he was building them up For what he was about to do And he had to explain to them About the faith that they needed to have And he said do you believe Which means you need to believe What you just said In order for this to happen And he began to let them know I am Once you know who God is in your life He can be glorified In your life But if you don't know who he is Fear will begin to take over And you will begin to say I hope God can do this for me I pray God can do this for me Maybe I need somebody to touch and agree with me Because I need God to do this for me But if you speak it by faith And you put it with the word of God He is touching and agreeing with you He is bringing life to what was dead Because you have built your faith to believe that even though fear will come, his word overcomes fear. Even though doubt will try to come in, his word overtakes it. So when the situation looks bad and somebody tells you, oh, no, 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 this can't happen, this is impossible, this has never happened before, studies show that this is what it's supposed to be. And you can say, well, my studies show that God is a healer. My studies and statistics show that he will never leave me nor forsake me. So you have your own statistics, and I have mine. You have your own study back back and research, I have mine. So which one is going to win? Are you going to listen to the study of the of the report. Are you going to listen to the study of the word of God? You have a lot of research in the word of God that tells you it's possible. You have a lot of study in the Bible that tells you God is a healer. God will resurrect, he will rise up again things that weren't there. You have so much research that tells you that God is able. But then you have your doctor or lawyers or whomever is telling you that their research is showing this is not possible. This cannot happen. I can do more research, but so far I have nothing that shows me otherwise. But then you have the Word of God. You have the I am. You have, and that's what he was letting her know, I am the resurrection. I am. That person you're looking for So whatever you're needing from God Do you believe is more of the question you should ask yourself than anything Do I really believe God can heal me? Do I really believe God can get a job for me By me applying, you know, and whatever Can he do whatever it is I need in his life? Do I really believe that? Or am I only repeating something I heard? But have I actually grabbed hold to it in my own spirit, man, that this is what God is going to do for me? Because once I know it, no matter who tells me otherwise, it does not matter. They can tell me it's impossible, it's never happened, I know a friend of mine who tried it. That's not important to me right now. The only thing that's important to me is the revelation God gave to me. So obviously I know I can't share that information with you Because you don't see it So I don't, I'm do not i not angry with you Because you can't see it But I'm going to get angry with myself If I keep telling it to people who don't see it Because it's going to drain me And draw me down So I need to zip it up And keep it to myself And fight the good fight of faith with the word of God And let them see the results When it happens But make sure that you believe. So afterwards, they went and they began to have communication about this. And then it says that um in 31, when the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, She fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So now people are following. Their expectations is mourning. Their expectations is to give up. Their expectations is to throw in the towel because now all they see is death. Now all they see is defeat. When David went up there against that giant, everybody started laughing at him. You're not going to do it. What are you doing? You're a small boy. What are you going to do? And that did not change David's focus. David was so focused, he he, he he just all that negativity that surrounded him did not affect what he knew God could do. Can you believe in the midst of all the negativity, in the midst of people talking to you about how it's not going to happen? Can you believe like that? They followed her expecting mourning expecting just defeat to come out of her when your situation looks so bad and it's been going on for such a long time when people speak to you they already have in their mind defeat I'm going to call her today but I know she's defeated I'm going to talk to her today but I don't know why I'm just going to try to encourage her as much as I possibly can but I know she's defeated it's not going to happen You know, you got IVs stuck all in you, you're in ICU, and they're like, okay, we better just go ahead and expect the worst and try to be as positive as possible because we already see the picture of what's going on. The expectations is already death. They've already put you in the ground before the ground even got dug. They already put you in um, a bad situation before the situation even got to that point because in their mind it doesn't calculate. But in the spirit realm, everything calculates. Everything impossible is possible to God. So you have to ask yourself, who am I going to believe? Whose report am I going to believe? Am I going to believe that I can this giant will go? Or am I going to believe that this giant is going to stay here? And thank God, if you would have been here, this would have never happened. But thank God he's here with us every day, all day. So whatever we pray, when it happens, he hears it right then and there. He already knew what was going on with Lazarus before he even got there, and they're saying if he would have physically been there, this would have not have happened. But Jesus in the spirit realm was already there; he already knew what would have had happened when he spoke to his disciples. He said, "Hey, that Lazarus is dead and and he went forth anyway, knowing what he was about to do and what was ordained for his life. We have to walk by faith and not by sight and i, I and I really You know, know that 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 comes out to be what it should be when you walk by faith. No matter what you see, you walk by faith. No matter how many pains you get in your body, you walk by faith. If you can only just say during that pain, God, I believe, that's a positive word that you've spoken into your situation. God, I know you promised me while you're lying there in pain with tears in your eyes Over whatever is going on in your life It doesn't have to be sickness Because death can come into any situation and try to drain you And try to distract you But you have to stay focused with the word of God Because that's what's going to make it come back alive Jesus relied on the word of God because he is the word He relied on what was promised because he is that promise We have to believe. Do you believe is the question. Or are you and the rest of the people around you mourning, saying it's already done, there's nothing we can do about it. What are you saying in your own situation, not what others are saying. I know that's frustrating when other people are saying it, but you can block out other people. You can tune them out. But what are you saying in your situation is what changes it. That's what God pays attention to more than anything else. When David was up there, God tuned. I mean, David was up there. He tuned it out because he needed to hear from God. He needed strategically to hear what God was saying concerning that giant, and he heard, and he did, and he was successful with it. So we have to understand, and we have to listen. God, I know what others are saying, but I'm not going to let that affect me. I'm going to stay focused on what you are saying, no matter how much it hurts me to hear other people saying it. And these are people of God. These are people who go to church with me. These are people who know that you're able, but for some reason they've lost hope. So they want to mourn with me instead of rejoice with me. They want to feed me negativity instead of positive because it has happened for such a long time now that they themselves don't even believe. So then we go on, and Jesus said in verse 33 that they said he was deeply moved at their weeping and in spirit troubled, and he said to them, where have you laid him? And they said, come, Lord, and see, they replied, and Jesus wept. We always think that God is not listening. He's, he's not emotional to our needs because sometimes he'll reply to us in a very harsh manner. And we'll think that, you know, how, how is this? But God is about reality. The spirit of God is about truth. He analyzes by truth and by his word. So you have to be able to tell him where is the problem. What has depressed you? What has caused you to give up? Why are you mourning? So he asks him, where did you lay him? He says, I need to know exactly what's going on. Where is this problem that you're having? Where did you lay this problem down? I laid it down at the altar. Okay, but did you pick it back up when you got up? Where did you lay it? Where did you lay the the fear and the doubt and the lack? Um, and you need to allow Jesus to come in where that situation is. Let him come in and deal with that situation. So after they begin to explain to him where they laid him, and he begins to begin emotional with it as well because he could see the pain on their face he could see that they were really they were really discouraged and really hurt and even in our own situations he mourns with us he feels the pain that we feel he understands what we're going through but the reality of it is he has to get us focused he has to get us in faith mode even though it hurts us even though it's something that you know moves him and moves us he has to put us back on the focus of faith. After you finish your crying, after you can finish asking God why, after you finish not understanding why, dry your tears and get up and show Him. Tell Him, I believe. I've told you the problem, God. I've told you what's going on in my life. Now, God, I need you to step in. Now, God, I need you to to begin to move this. Thing that's going on in my life. So then they begin to go on. In verse 38, it says, Jesus was um, deeply moved when he came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. In 39, take away the stone, he said. This is like really interesting when he said, take away that stone. He's saying to us, I'm going to take away everything that's bothering you when you trust and believe me. I'm going to take away everything that's been blocking you and hindering you and telling you that I'm not going to do it. Take that stone away, Jesus is saying. Take away all the negativity and the fear and the lack and the doubt and the depression. Take it away. I'm going to take that thing away from you because when they, that stone was the one holding everything in. That stone had to be moved out of the way in order for him to get to Lazarus. So whatever is blocking the way for Jesus to get to that situation, you need to deal with that. You need to begin to allow God to come in. When David went to go get Saul's equipment, when David was offered Saul's equipment, they laughed and was like, "Oh, that's too big for you." David was like, "You know what? All I need is what God told me to use. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to listen to all this extra stuff. Move all that extra stuff out of the way. Just move it out of the way. Anything that surrounds you negatively, leave it up, just move it." So that God can come in and take over that situation You hear his voice Whatever is blocking God from speaking to you Move it out of the way You know what the Word of God says. Whatever is telling you that it's not God, move it out of the way. You know God says, I'm your healer. You know God says, by his stripes I am healed. No matter how much pain comes, no matter what the doctor says, move it out of the way. And begin to pray the Word of God. Once you move that stone out of your life, out of your way, out of your mind, God can begin to come in and take over that situation. But as long as you have that stone there, there's no way for him to get in. So when they moved the stone, he was able to get to Lazarus at that point. And and he was able to do what he was he was told that he needed to do when he got to Lazarus. Now the son of man can be the son of God can be glorified because of the fact that it was moved away. Where is the focus today? Is the focus on allowing the stone to stay there, but yet you're expecting your prayers to penetrate through that stone? Or are you moving that stone so that your prayers can go straight through your prayers can reach heaven, your prayers can reach God. Look at the stone in your life. Be honest with yourself. Don't be up don't try to divert the whole situation on well if so and so wouldn't have said this or if the other person wouldn't have done this, then I wouldn't be in this situation. Stop all of that. That's your stone right there. Tell yourself what did you do in the situation to make it what it is right now and that will move out of the way and God can begin to get in. Focus on you. And not on the others that are around you or was involved in this situation, but what did you do to cause it, and now, what can God do to fix it that 's the question because he wants to bring that which was dead back to life. He wants to speak to us no matter what happened in our past, no matter what happened, whatever happened to us. he's saying, "I can fix that." But you got to move the stone out of the way. If you were molested, you were raped, you were accused of something, people gossiped about you, whatever it is, the shame can be taken away and God can begin to move. If shame is your stone, move it out of the way. Begin to tell God what happened during that shame. Begin to tell God what happened when you were embarrassed in front of everybody. Begin to tell God what happened when the gossip started. And as you pour it out to your Lord and Savior, the healing process begins. So now you can face your giant. And you can tell that giant, you have to go because the stone has been moved away and I'm able to and God is able to get to the heart of the matter. Move the stone, he said. And then they said, but Lord, Martha said, the sister of the dead man, by this time there was a a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said in 40, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So when God begins to say, hey, I need that stone moved away so I can fix this, you begin to tell God, but this happened to me when I was eight years old, God. It's been in here a long time. This happened to me, God, and it has really damaged me. I can't just go facing that giant, God. What if this happens and what if that happens? And he's like, did I not just tell you I want to heal you? Did I not just tell you I want to restore you and, and bring you back to where you were, even more than where you were? But the stone has to be rolled away. The shame has to be rolled away. The embarrassment has to be rolled away. The negativity has to be rolled away. He said, did I not just have this whole conversation with you and all these other chapters and all these other verses that says I'm going to do this? And now you still look at me and you say, but there's even an older now. And he's like, okay, there's an odor. Can we, can we get down to business now? You say, well, God, there's, there's IV stuck all in me. You know, the doctor has only given me so many months to live, or this has happened to me. And he's like, okay, can we get down to business and get to the core of this matter, which is me healing you, which is me restoring you, because you believe on me, all things are going to be possible. So he asked her, do you not believe what I just said to you? Or as I say, the words that are coming out of my mouth, do you not understand them? Because I'm telling you what I'm doing. I'm telling you I'm going to fix this. But sometimes we want the stone to stay there so that he don't fix it, so that we can complain, so that we can hold on to that problem. Well, they did this to me, and they did that to me, and I forgive them, but I'm still holding on to it. Then your stone will stay there. Your stone will be there and there will be a blockage in your life and you keep wondering why. But if you give it to God, move the stone out of the way and let him get to what he needs to get to. So it says in 41, so they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here that they may believe that you sent me. He said, I'm not saying all these prayers and all this stuff just for the fact that I need to say this. He said, because if it was up to me, I'd just go ahead and do this and keep moving. But he said, i got to do this for them, Lord. I know that you're going to do this. I I have no doubt. But I need to build them in order for this to take place. And so God is building us to get to this point where he's about to get to. In our own lives, in our own Way that things are going on, he's saying, I need to get to that point with you. Then it says in verse 43 when he had said this, so after he finished praying, he was already in faith. Jesus was in faith mode, he was in focus mode, and he was ready to go. He was like, Okay, let's do this. And that's where he wants us. The day before the meeting, The day before going to the doctor, the day before the needles and stuff get stuck in us, whatever you got going on that they're saying it's dead, it's not going to happen. God is saying get in faith mode. Get in focus mode. Get there. Read the Word of God until you feel it moving in your spirit man, not your flesh. Don't relate the flesh and the spirit together. Your spirit man will give you that acknowledgement that you got it. You got it, you're ready, and now you believe. You're not fighting with your flesh anymore in fear. You're not going, oh, God, oh, God, please do this, Jesus. Oh, God, when I get to this building, God, I want you to move by my by your spirit, God. You will have faith when you walk up in that building. You will have faith when that doctor look at you. You will be like, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood because I am healed. I am healed. And even when he gives you the information, you can still say, I am healed. Stay in faith mode. Stay in focus with the spirit of God Stay where God placed you before you got there. And that is where your victory is. David stayed focused. So it says on here in 43, when he had said this, Jesus called with a loud voice. There are times when you can use that soft voice, but when you're praying and you have that fear that's so strong and is wrapped up in the situation, look like it's just, it is not going to happen. It is not. That's how you feel. Not your spirit, man, but your feelings. You can say with a loud voice, Devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood over this situation. Giant, I am facing you face to face right now because I know that I stand on the word of God and the blood of Jesus. And you will not overtake me. You will not take me down. You will not defeat me. No, because I stand with Jesus. I stand on his word and by his stripes. Every situation in my life is healed. And you begin to say that to yourself, and the word of God will begin to take take place. Then it says with a loud voice, Jesus said, Lazarus, come out. Now he called him out. You have to call out your situation and say, get out in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Because you are not staying in that tomb. And when you begin to speak to your finances and speak to your job and speak to the situation of sickness and you say, come out of me in the name of Jesus because I am healed and I'm walking out of this cave. The stone has been rolled away and death has no more control over me. You rebuke that spirit of death and you tell it to get out in Jesus' name. So every time you feel like Things are going on. You kick in your spirit man and you say, death, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I shall live and not die. Death, Jesus took control over you and I am taking control over you right now. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood. I am healed and I shall live and not die And God will begin to step in And agree with you And he, you can call that thing forth You can call forth life in your life You can call forth Whatever you speak to that mountain And say You can say it And speak it out loud Because Jesus said you could And he's even given us a situation Where he began to speak out loud He said Lazarus come forth now And Lazarus began to come forth and they said, so when he came forth in verse 44, it says, a dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips strips of linen and a cloth around his face. face. So when you begin to speak to that situation, it just begins to look real. It begins to look like, I don't know why I'm speaking to this, but I'm going to do it anyway. But as you begin to speak it and believe it and you read the word of God and you know he won't leave you nor forsake you And you know that you're healed and you know that he's going to restore No matter how that situation is coming out looking You can speak to that thing and say God I know And then it says over at the end of verse 44 It says Jesus said to them Take off the grave clothes and let him go. So, after you speak to that thing and you tell them, Grave clothes to get off of you. Hallelujah. You tell them, Grave clothes to get off of you. This is not who I am. This is not who I was born to be. This is not my destiny. This is not my identity. Death clothes, get off of me now. Defeat, get off of me now. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Jesus told them, take that death clothes off of him, those grave clothes off of him, because he is not dead, he is alive he is not going to be buried in that grave because he rolled the the stone away and he spoke to him and told him to come forth whatever you are going through you need to speak to that thing by faith and, and make it come alive and when it comes alive you take off the grave clothes you take off them clothes that got you bound, you take off the situation that made you depressed, take it off, you can't wear it into your new life, you can't wear it into life, death and life don't agree with each other so you have to choose which one are you going to go with are you going to stay alive or are you going to die because the word of god tells you you are alive and he will he will make sure of that when you believe in him and you begin to focus on the spirit realm and not the flesh take those grave clothes off Are you going to take them off after you believe and you hear what God has said to you? After he calls it out and says, I have healed you, whether it be through a dream, a prophecy, or whatever it's going to be through, you take that word and you hold on to it. If you have to put it on your wall on a piece of paper that says, I am healed, I am delivered, I am set free, then you do that because you need to focus on the word of God daily, Take it off, Jesus said, and he's speaking to us today. Take off the doubt. Take off the the, the lack. Take off the misunderstanding, the depression, the anger, anything that's binding you and saying, I'm going to stay here no matter what you say, take it off. Command it to come out of you now and take it off. Acknowledge what you have done to make it come in the first place and then repent And ask God to forgive you and then take that thing off because he will forgive you. We have to live a righteous and a holy life before God. And we can only do that through repentance and acknowledgement that we have done something wrong. We can't continue to walk in life blaming it on other people, telling it's all someone else's fault. Take your own accountability and allow God to heal you from that point. Take your own accountability and and ask God to forgive you for whatever part you played in it and watch him begin to move. Watch him begin to... um, restore you but he told him to take it off now all of this is in preparation for them to believe what he was about to do so when you feel like god hasn't answered you he's preparing you for the answer because it's going to be a supernatural answer it's not going to be a flesh answer so your spirit man is helping to bring this thing forth your spirit man is helping to feed your faith in order for the thing to come to pass. But if you're doing it in the flesh and you don't see it happening, then you understand why. Because the flesh cannot bring forth spiritual things. The flesh cannot bring forth the word of God, but your spirit man will be empowered. Your spirit man will be um, empowered over the enemy. And you'll receive that power through the Holy Spirit and you will begin to display that power and you'll believe what the word of God says and you'll know that you have a contract with God. He wants you to understand that this contract is real. It's signed with his blood. The thief cannot do anything to you unless you allow him to. The Bible tells us that the thief comes but to steal, kill, and to destroy. So when you say to yourself, I shall live and not die, that just begins to um, edify the word of God that says he's coming to steal but to kill and destroy, but. I've come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. So he's saying acknowledge what the devil is there for, but you need to live on the fact that I am who I say I am. And that's what he was telling them. I am the resurrection. I am the life. But you have to believe that that's who he is in order for it to work. So when the devil comes in with these negativities and trying to conquer you, you lift up your eyes unto the hills from where your help comes from because your help comes from the word of God. Your help comes from God, from God himself. And you say to yourself, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So no matter what it looks like, I know my Savior lives. I know that he's going to heal. I know I shall live and not die. I know that the enemy is rebuked. What are you going to choose today? Are you going to choose life or are you going to choose death in your situation? Are you going to take authority over it? Are you going to intercede? Are you going to replace your thoughts? What are you going to do to make this thing go away, to make your giant die? What are you going to do? Not what everybody else around you is going to do, but what are you going to do? Are you going to take accountability for what happened and how it happened and start rebuilding from there? Face the giant. Don't run away from him. Face him and and use the word of God because the battle is not yours. You're not fighting this battle alone. Even though you may think you are, you're not. You've got to be strong in the Lord. And put on the whole armor, which is the word of God, and you will defeat whatever is going on in your life. Don't attack the symptoms, but attack the problem itself. Attack the problem. You know, if you've been uh, raped or molested or gossiped about or whatever, what's the root of that problem? And attack that Don't blame it on yourself Don't blame it on whatever But say God I need to face this giant In order for me to move ahead in life For me to have a healthy relationship in life I need to face what's going on inside of me Instead of taking it out on other people I need this stone to be moved away. They had to remove the stone. Jesus didn't say, help me move the stone. He didn't say, I'll move the stone. He said, you guys go over there and move that stone. So he's telling us, go move your stone and I'm going to come in. Go and move it and I'll show you what I can do. Prayer, fasting and supplication because we know that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The Word of God is the most important thing in our lives in order to keep us sober and in order to keep us focused. But we have to understand that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We've got to stop fighting the flesh. We have to stop fighting the flesh, but we wrestle against the spirit realm. When you fight in the spirit realm, You get more results. But when you fight in the flesh, and when I say fight in the flesh, that means you're fighting people that you can see. But how do you fight those that you can't see, those that are actually causing the problem in that? And it's through prayer and supplication and putting on the whole armor of God, asking God for wisdom as to how to fight this battle, asking God for wisdom and understanding of how to get rid of your giant. So we're going to pray right now. And ask God to to just begin to help us and give us that spirit of wisdom and understanding. Father, we thank you right now, O God. We give you all the praise and all the glory. We magnify your holy and righteous name, O God. Right now, O God, we ask that you save us from our own sins, God. We ask you, God, that you come into our life. We acknowledge you as our Lord and Savior. And we believe that you died on the cross. To save us, O oh God, and we accept that salvation right now in Jesus name, Father, come into our lives, speak to our hearts, O oh God, Father, we will dwell in your presence, which is in the spirit realm father we will we will allow our flesh to die so that our spirit man can now live. Father, we ask right now, O oh God, that you come in, God, and speak to us, and give us revelation, God, we rebuke right now the spirit of strife bitterness, depression, rejection, worry, doubt, fear, pride, confusion, guilt. We just rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus, and we come forth right now, God, and we believe that you will give us peace, Father, and that everything that is distracting us from our focus, that you will come in, O God, and we surrender it from you, that we may have our good health that we may have the blessings and the peace and the happiness that you have promised us, O God. We know that your word is true, God. And we know, God, that you would not withhold anything good when we walk upright before you, God. Father, we know that you wish above all things that we may prosper and be in good health, even as our soul prospers, God. But we know that we have to hold on to this word and we have to speak it according to what you say, God. And that we have to, God, pray and read your word. Because we know, God, that you are faithful and that you will strengthen us and protect us from the evil one. But it's only through your blood that things will happen. We give you all the praise, all the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name. Oh,
0: only-